BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Auga, auga, auga. How big is this? They've indicted, not again, I keep saying, it's not the big deal that they indicted a former president. If it were Jimmy Carter or George H.W. Bush, what difference would it make? It's the fact that Trump is the most likely person to be the Republican candidate and has been indicted. That's why this is a big story. Putting aside the fact that it would be incredibly distasteful to indict Jimmy Carter at this point, uh, we'll be discussing the <laughs> indictment of Trump, the likelihood of the charges ever going anywhere. They won't! On Monday, hope you can join us when the dust settles. We'll bring you all the relevant analysis. Is the U.S. ready for uh, the era of great power conflict? Now, the great powers are definitely in conflict, but not like uh, throwing ordinance at each other conflict. Not yet. I hope it stays that way. Yeah, me too. Me too. Absolutely not. Uh, as we mentioned, uh, I guess, uh, last hour or hour one, I'm not sure, um, uh, this article in the Wall Street Journal quotes uh, extensively uh, a gentleman who has risen up through the ranks. He's now a lieutenant general 
who was uh, charged with plotting the Air Force's future. And he ran various uh, uh, simulations, war games, that sort of thing. And his response was, holy crap, if we're if we fight like this, we're going to lose. Talking about how Chinese missiles rained down on bases and ports the U.S. relied on the region, turning American combat aircraft and munitions into smoldering ruins in a matter of days. Wall Street Journal goes on. Can you imagine America waking up? To finding out a big chunk of our uh, best of our Navy got destroyed by the Chinese. What would that do to our psyche? Yeah. Yeah. What would that do to our will for shipbuilding and getting our uh, our, our armed forces ready? Mm. You know, that's the history of these things. You almost have to get attacked to get serious. But uh, so the lieutenant general said, I was struck by how quickly China had advanced and how our long held doctrines about warfare were becoming obsolete. Five years ago, after decades fighting insurgencies in the Middle East and Central Asia, the U.S. started tackling a new era of great power competition with China and Russia. It isn't ready yet, and there are major obstacles in the way. Uh, this is good writing. Despite an annual defense budget that's risen to more than $800 billion, the shift has been delayed by a preoccupation with the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, the pursuit of big-ticket weapons that didn't pan out, Internal U.S. government debates over budgets and disagreement over the urgency of the threat from Beijing, according to current U.S. Uh, former U.S. defense officials and commanders. Continuing concerns in the Mideast, especially about Iran and the Russian invasion of Ukraine, have absorbed attention and resources. Corporate consolidation within the American defense industry has left the Pentagon with fewer arms manufacturers, which means less competition, less innovation, uh, tougher pricing. Shipyards are struggling to produce the submarines the Navy says it needs to counter China's larger naval fleet, and weapons designers are rushing to catch up with China and Russia in developing super-fast hypersonic missiles. Yeah, that uh, yeah, that one bothers me. When the Washington think tank, the tank, the Center for Strategic and International Studies, ran a war game last year that simulated a Chinese amphibious attack on Taiwan, the U.S. side ran out of long-range anti-ship cruise missiles within a week. Shortage of manpower with Americans turned off by the long conflicts in Iraq and Afghanistan and the disastrous withdrawal. Plans to position more forces within striking range of China are still a work in progress. Uh, the, the, you know, obviously the takeaway from this article is that we are a team that's won several championships and hasn't played a game in a very, very long time. And everybody's looking around and saying, you know, we haven't actually blocked and tackled and thrown passes on the field to play for a long time. Do you think we're still good? Or maybe uh, to extend that would be uh, so we uh, have beaten a bunch of Division two schools or whatever, however you want to look at it. And The uh, JV, you're like Obama calling ISIS the JV. But we haven't played a serious contender in a while. They point out in the journal, the U.S. military is still more capable than its main adversaries. The Chinese have their own obstacles in developing the capability to carry out a large-scale amphibious assault, while the weaknesses of Russians, Russia's military have been exposed in Ukraine. But a defense of Taiwan, for instance, would require U.S. forces, which are also tasked with deterring conflict in Europe and the Middle East, to operate over enormous distances and within range of China's firepower. The threat is mounting. That $800 billion we spent on defense goes somewhere, and the companies that get all that money, um, you know, and they, they lobby people to always uh, talk up the threat. 
I, I believe sure. this threat is 100 mm-hmm. percent real. I mean, I, I don't have any doubt whatsoever, but that is the pushback always. Sure. Beware of the military industrial complex. Yeah. China is also developing weapons and other capabilities to destroy an opponent's satellites. And its cyber hacking presents a threat to infrastructure. Uh, the CIA said Xi Jinping is set 2027 as a deadline for the Chinese military to be ready to carry out a Taiwan invasion. Though the CIA also said Mr. Xi and the military have doubts whether Beijing could currently do so. So, I don't know. Is 2027 the real goal? Don't know. Well, what kind of, what does that statement mean anyway? So their goal is 2027, but we don't know if they're currently capable of doing it. They don't know if they're, well, that's, okay. Yeah, I know. That was a weird (laughs) sentence, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. The Pentagon's annual budget for research and development has been boosted to $140 billion, an all-time high. The military is pursuing cutting-edge technology it hopes will enable the services to share targeting data uh, instantaneously so that U.S. air, land, sea, and space forces operating over thousands of miles can act in unison, which is a current uh, challenge. We as Americans have a belief. I have a belief. It's just it's been going on for so long that... Countries can't attack us. We can't end. We couldn't lose. We just feel that way. The way Great Britain felt leading up to the World War II. We can't lose. I mean, we dominate everybody. Have forever. And, man, if all of a sudden some hypersonic missiles that our radars can't pick up blasted the hell out of a bunch of who knows what in the United States and sunk some ships, we'd Sunk a couple of our aircraft carriers? Can you imagine? How did that happen? Yeah, yeah, wow. And every great war is so different from the one before it in terms of the weapons and the tactics. And Sure. I mean, China's working like crazy on the cyber uh, abilities, for instance. How how will that play out? Right, right. How good are we at that compared to them? We we'll, you know, might not find well, out until it's, it's, it's a, ha, until it's go time. All of a sudden, they blast two or 20 or 200 of our satellites out of the skies. Uh, you know, our electric grid goes down. Phone service, no good. All it would take to to have chaos and fear going. You somehow knock out our Internet for great chunks of the country or all the country or our cell phone service. We can't text. We're so we're so used to the idea of being able to text our friends, husbands, wives, kids or whatever. All of a sudden we can't do that and you get some news reports that China has sunk some ships. Can you imagine the panic that would ensue? Oh my That'd be god. Great concern, yes. Holy crap. To prepare for the future, the Marine Corps has gotten rid of its tanks and is reinventing itself as a naval infantry force that would attack Chinese ships from small islands in the western Pacific. A new Marine littoral regiment, which operates close to shore and will be equipped with anti-ship missiles, is to be based in Okinawa by 2025. All the services, and this is quite a long article. I'm not sure. Well, people get paywalled if we put it at armstrongandgetty.com. We'll I don't give know, it a try. but they should or shouldn't. It's it's pages long and goes through all the services um, and their challenges and capabilities. It's quite interesting. Speaking of the Marine Corps, how many pull-ups can you do? How many pull-ups Me? could you do at your best? Michael, how many pull-ups could you do at your best? I think I could do three. Okay. Hanson, you're, uh, you're a super stud. How many pull-ups could you do at your best? Fifteen. That's impressive. Yeah, I don't remember. It wasn't that many. Of course, no, you, no me you neither. Know, my best description of, of my body throughout my whole life was 
I was built like a third baseman, and I played third base. I was thick. I was not because it was always the not, skinny kids. We're not looking for excuses. Just how many pull-ups? It's not an excuse. It's an explanation. <laughs> uh, I, I'll I'll knock you down and I'll put your lights out, but I can't do a lot of pull-ups. <laughs> well, it's just a question about pull-ups. So but you were husky, is what you were so saying. I, cause I, think, I was a husky lad, Michael. Uh, I think I could maybe do five at some point. Um. Anyway, so it came up bec- at, at my house because the Marine recruiters were at. My son's school, they were at the high school, and anyway, he's in middle school, and they, somehow there was some pull-up thing going on out in the yard, and they're making some sort of point about that. But anyway, so we got on the conversation of pull-ups, and uh, mm-hmm. I started Googling around and stuff like that, and um, uh, most men can't do very many. Like, the average for most men, even like when you're young and in shape, is like three to eight. Yeah, well, I'm probably below that average. Of course, well, you know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an older man at this point. Uh, my brain is a lot more valuable than my guns. <laughs> well, nobody's challenging to a pull-up contest at this you're, point in your life. You, you seem to be. You seem to be. You're like that Teamsters boss. Well, actually, my oh, you you think you can do pull-ups, huh? Well, actually, my point was that it is that it is a a measuring stick of some sort, and most most men never could do very many. I just, I don't think that that's, you know, don't be ashamed of your low pull-up number. Most men can't, like practically nobody can. Handsome's the acceptance because he, exception because he's a stud. But, uh, yes. um, yeah. I don't know, you know, is there a number you have to do to be in, be in the Marines? I don't know. I don't have the slightest idea. I don't either. I don't know. Uh, but they wouldn't have me back in the day and they wouldn't have me now. So, uh, it reminds me of something I read. It made a huge impression on me. I think I was a teenager. Um, the difference between average and normal. Hmm. And at the time, they pointed out that the average American man could not run a mile. A normal man absolutely could in under a certain amount of time. And that, you know, physically speaking, we become uh, flabby and lazy and uh, ill health and the rest of it. So this but person should be average shooting. and normal do not mean the same thing. So a person should be shooting for normal, not average. Yeah, whatever, you know, however you want to. I understand different people will define the term differently. But, yeah, don't don't settle for average. I mean, unless you're sucky at something, maybe then average would be something to shoot for. I don't know. Armstrong and Getty. Trump has been indicted. How good is the case? What does this all mean? The analysis, calmly and rationally, on Monday on the Armstrong and Getty Show. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm a big school choice guy. Uh, I really believe that the government schools, particularly of America's cities, have become uh, mobbed up, uh, you know, money redistribution centers for the teachers unions, mostly. Um, There are a hell of a lot of brave and and wonderful, heroic uh, teachers who are trying to teach kids in rough neighborhoods. I'm not, you know, grouping everybody together, but just as an institution, it's become corrupt. Uh, this story is unfreaking believable. I want you to keep in mind, as we uh, as we discuss the situation in Baltimore Public Schools, that the CEO of the public schools, Sonia Santalisis, uh, earns a base salary of three hundred thirty-three thousand dollars plus, uh, which rose to four hundred and forty-five with various incentives and 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 other allowances. That's good money. So, so f- about four hundred and fifty grand. Okay. <clears throat> 
The Baltimore public schools are well known for not being very good, but a report just came out that of the 23 public schools in Baltimore um, that are under the survey of this 20, there ought to be more than 23 schools. Anyway, um, 23 schools in Baltimore are failing their students. Oh, that's it, that there are 23 public schools in Baltimore where not a single student is at the required level of math. Not one student in the 10th grade has a 10th grade proficiency in math. So I'm guessing those schools were struggling before, and then COVID set them back, depending on the school, a year or two. So, yeah, that'd be rough. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. Uh, you know, getting back to the teachers' unions, at least uh, in part. Um, but it's just astounding how bad government schools are at this point, how bad the results are, and how nobody's really talking seriously about doing much about it other than they ought to be teaching, you know, little girls that they're little boys and um, how to have uh, uh, sex. Well, I don't... I... I don't know when when things changed. Uh, one of the things with being an older parent is such a there's such a gap between when I went to school and when my kids went to school. You know, it's several many decades, but things changed a lot. If you weren't up to a certain level, you got held back when I was a kid, and I knew kids that did. You know, all of a sudden in fifth grade, they weren't in your grade anymore. When you went to sixth grade, they stayed in fifth grade because they couldn't read well enough or whatever it was. They mm-hmm. don't do that anymore, and I don't understand why. Well, and it's not like they have extensive tutoring or really rigorous summer no, school or no. no, they just sign the paper. No. It, well, the idea was that it's, it's, it hurts people's feelings and it's embarrassing and that's all true. And, you know, stigma and, you know, I remember that talking about kids who were held back. That was a common joke. I mean, there was definitely a stigma. Is it a worse stigma than you graduate high school and you can't get a job because you didn't learn anything, though? That seems like a yeah. worse stigma to have the rest of your life. Old, yeah. um, old unhirable because he can't read. That seems like a worse stigma. So you combine, uh, you know, the current state of uh, that philosophy with the problems I briefly ran down with government schools, and then you have an utter unwillingness to discuss the families and the kids and how whether education is a priority in their homes or not and what to do about that. You know, why are Asian kids different from Indian kids, different from black kids, different from white kids, different from Arab kids, different from uh, African immigrants? Nobody wants to address that. And so you have a situation in Baltimore. uh, I'll bet I'll bet there are a lot of teachers in Baltimore trying as hard as they can. Maybe not all. Oh, sure. I'm not sure if it's even most of them. I wouldn't know. Uh, But I'll bet there's some real heroes in there. But if they are trying to teach kids who are never taught to read they're never read to they never play math games and and nobody in the family prizes education that's an extremely difficult job as a teacher and and those teachers need help and understanding and assets and funding or whatever but nobody wants to talk about that everybody's terrified to talk about that so how can you actually address the problem if you're afraid to uh if you're afraid to even address it I was thinking the other day, if there is one phrase I could ban from the English language, it might be blaming the victim. Because any time you want to say, all right, you're, you're addressing the symptoms, you're not addressing the, the root causes. 
uh, societally, uh, you know, uh, culturally, whatever. You're accused of blaming the victim. That's so unhealthy. I wish we would focus more on foreign-born or recently to this country immigrants and how they do versus people that have been in this country for a while. Because it gets you away from the racial breakdown. Because yeah. then you start mm-hmm. getting into the, well, the black this or systemic racism or white supremacy or whatever. But uh, from lots of studies we've talked about over the years, you know, you can, you can have black kids whose family just came here from Nigeria. They do great. Same with people that came from India or whatever. They do great for a generation or so. And then they fall back in line with the rest of the people in the United States. But so there's something about valuing education in other countries, not skin color, that makes them excel. Right, or just prizing success and, yeah. and working hard. Yeah. yeah. I wish we could focus on that somehow. Armstrong and Getty. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right don't miss it mark your calendars and be the first to see it march 20th at 7 p.m eastern only on iHeartRadio's youtube channel save the date at new-qx80.com 2025 qx80 coming this summer BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in virginia turn five dollars into 150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code champion 150 then place a five dollar wager on any sport you'll receive 150 dollars in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome and if you think the fun stops there the king of sports books has plenty of surprises in store check out daily promotions same game parlays live bets and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. 
Offers are subject to change and certain restrictions may apply. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Trump has been indicted. How good is the case? What does this all mean? The analysis, calmly and rationally, on Monday on the Armstrong and Getty Show. That was mayhem. Was that January 6th? No, that was actually uh, uh, Tuesday at, uh, that would be yesterday, correct? Yeah, Tuesday at the University of California, Davis. Those were black-clad rioters smashing windows and smashing indoors in the face of cops and campus security officers, the perhaps Antifa types, so angry that a conservative was speaking on college uh, on a college campus. Well, I didn't even know that that happened. I mean, it's just down the street from where I live. The protesters clashed with law enforcement and other students, including attendees of the event, event, as they smashed windows, hurled eggs, used pepper spray, and blocked people from entering the University Credit Union Center where the event was held. There were at least two arrests. Who, who was speaking? Uh, Charlie Kirk, some of the Turning oh, Point yeah, USA yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, a longtime listener to the Armstrong and Getty Show, Joe Bob, is the opening speaker okay. on that tour, I guess. A nice fellow, too. Um Number of people commented, including Elon Musk, not a peaceful protest at all, he tweeted after photos and videos of the protest uh, surfaced on social media. Uh, I would hope, and I would hope in vain, that whoever was smashing windows and doors in the face of university security would be immediately ejected from the university, expelled, never to be seen again. Well, I think it's pretty interesting that it happened like a short bicycle ride from where I live. Uh, and I didn't know it until you just told me. Whereas if it had been a pro-choice speaker and some Proud Boys had smashed windows to keep her from talking, I would yeah. have heard about it 50 times. On I would have heard it on Morning Joe on MSNBC. Gavin Newsom might have ringed the Capitol with the CHP right. to protect society from the, the coming meltdown. That's right. It would have been treated like the, the biggest story in America. Yeah, of course. Uh, but nobody uh, nobody cares. One police officer was injured, by the way. He was jumped on from behind and forced to the ground. Wow. You people are crazy. You're yeah. crazy. Two people were arrested and taken to Yolo County Jail for allegedly painting gra- graffiti on the exterior wall of the university. So you jump on a cop and injure them, and, and it's fine, apparently? Anyway, um, so that was the mayhem there. It's campus madness. Did we, Hey, Michael, did we get uh, some sort of theme music ready for this? I can't remember. Apparently not. Oh, yes, we did. Yes, we did. It's campus mad- madness, Jack. Okay. Wolf. 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 Child. <laughs> oh, jeez. Wolf. So many, so many stories of uh, the craziness on college campuses. The awful, awful incident at Stanford the other day when a federal judge was asked to speak, and then he was shouted down and heckled by the students. And when he requested that there be an administrator, uh, the administrator showed up, was a DEI Marxist who lectured him for hurting people's feelings by disagreeing with them. We have completely lost control of our universities. Wow. It is just absolutely sick. And then this story is uh, also from uh, Cal Unicornia, where 
logic in adulthood go to die. This is, uh, we're going to play you some tape of uh, Dr. Tabia Lee, who was a director of the Office of Equity, Social Justice, and Multicultural Education at De Anza College. So she was down with the woke crowd, or at least employed by them. But then at some point, she started to look at the things that they were preaching and had some questions. Let's uh, let's start with clip 50. This is uh, the gal who, I'll, I'll jump to the, uh, the end. She was fired for asking those questions. But uh, clip 50, Michael. I was hired on at De Anza College in uh, 2021 as a faculty director of an Office of Equity, Social Justice, and Multicultural Education. And this was my lifelong dream of a tenure-track faculty leadership position. Yeah. And I thought that I would be afforded you know, the academic freedom and freedom of expression that's available to any faculty member. And uh, what I discovered was that as I started to, you know, enact my uh, teaching approach, which I was very transparent about when I was hired on, uh, what I seek to do is bring together people of diverse and divergent perspectives and to identify points of commonality between those so that we can best serve our students. Whoa, 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 whoa. Diverse perspectives? Are you talking about diversity of ideas? We don't put up with that in California, you lunatic. Roll on, Michael. As I began to do that work, there was a severe backlash uh, from some of the extremists on the campus who identified themselves as woke and as uh, aligned with critical social justice ideology. And uh, they attacked me viciously. They subverted my tenure review process to do so. And uh, it saddens me as someone who benefited from California Community Colleges uh, as you know, foundational to my scholarship and to who I am today, to see the state that we're in and to see uh, the tenure review process misused and abused by individuals uh, for reasons of not wanting to have multiple perspectives and viewpoint diversity and, and critical thinking, uh, which is part of the mission of California Community Colleges. So this gal says, uh, I was working in the De Anza College. I noticed there was a lot of resistance by even asking questions about anti-racism and policy efforts and language. I just wanted to know what folks meant when they were using those terms. And I encountered a lot of hostility, a lot of resistance to me even asking the question. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. She asked, uh, she objected to the college land acknowledgement for an indigenous tribe at the beginning of every meeting. Do we have to say uh, the gym was on uh, land occupied by the such and such Indians, whereas the uh, faculty center was occasionally used that area for, uh, you know, this other band of Indians? And then she questioned why the word black was capitalized, but not white. And she refused to use gender neutral terms like Latinx and Filipinx because of her belief that they only fuel racism. God dang it. These people need to show up armed with those studies that show Hispanic people don't like them, don't know about the term. And when you tell them about it, they hate it. Oh, yeah. There are a bunch of Democratic Hispanic Congress people who are trying to ban it from the federal government. They're Democrats. They're Hispanic. They hate it because it's stupid. <laughs> One more clip from this poor woman who saw her career go up, uh, up in smoke. I don't work from a singular ideo ideological perspective or even promote, you know, any particular ideological perspective. What I'm doing is bringing adult learners 
diverse opinions and viewpoints mm -hmm. and as also letting them know there's many ways to do this work, not just one. And for not towing the line of absolute fidelity uh, to a critical social justice ideology, uh, I was made a pariah. Uh, my work was undermined. My leadership was undermined by key senior leaders and faculty members there. And uh, they literally obstructed me from, from doing my work. And I was subjected to censorship and profanity uh, in the uh, tenure review process. And it was just uh, something that was uh, really hard to see because, you know, as educators, there's a certain level of uh, professionalism and civil discourse that we should engage everyone with, whether yes. they're different from us or not. Okay, Boomer. She sounds like a terrific teacher. Yeah. I think uh, I think maybe that day has passed, though. I mean, well, I'm not giving up. Well, it sounds I, like you're giving up. No, I'm not giving up. I just I'm I just, fighting the fight. You're giving up. I you're think, laying down. Show your belly. I think the I think the winning side is going to be no. We do not. It's just like the way the journalism schools no longer think it's important to present the truth. They think no, you pick a side and you advocate for it. That's what right. journalism is. It we're into a weird, weird period we're about to go through. So Ms. Lee told Higher Ed, the uh, website slash magazine, I found the same toxic ideologies around race ideologies are now being advanced under gender ideologies. I also find that the constant obsession with pronouns and declaration of pronouns causes deep discomfort for individuals who identify as gender fluid or who struggle with gender dysphoria. So she's like super sympathetic, but doesn't just want one perspective. Uh, a colleague of Lee's also accused the black family member, uh, I'm sorry, faculty member. She accused the black woman of white speaking, white splaining, and supporting white supremacy. But why was she fired specifically? District Chancellor Judy Minor wrote Lee showed, quote, a persistent inability to demonstrate cooperation in working with colleagues and staff and an unwillingness to accept except constructive criticism boy that's some good orwellian language there an unwillingness hey. to accept constructive criticism and uh persistent inability to demonstrate cooperation no she won't cooperate with an ideology she finds abhorrent she's allowed <laughs> to have those views that is a funny way to word uh you do you disagree with me so that's the problem yeah yeah demonstrated uh, persistent inability to demonstrate cooperation wow wow we are in a scary time and they are indoctrinating our young people from kindergarten through grad school is there any getting the young people back i mean will the real world and it's uh, rather stubborn insistence that you be logical um will that trump the idiotic and, and, and radical ideologies that are getting pumped into their heads in college. I mean, you'd think they'd bump up against reality and realize, oh, all this crap that I believed because my professors told me I should, it doesn't square with how human beings really are, how the world works. You know, it. it uh, I hope I can tie these two things together. I came across this quote the other day from C.S. Lewis, and um, there's a book out about uh, some of his thoughts. Anyway, he was talking about the poem The Wasteland, famous anti-war poem by T.S. Eliot, and it's uh, it's supposed to help people, you know, deal with the horrors of war or whatever. And he wrote, and I thought you can apply this to so many things that we do now, especially in our schools. He wrote, I contend that no man is fortified against chaos by reading The Wasteland, but that most men are by it infected with chaos. 
And I thought that is really interesting. All these various things that we're doing to like protect and train people are not comforting them. They're making them more susceptible to being bothered by things. Oh, oh, right, right. We're teaching mental illness yes. in the words of Jonathan Haidt and Greg Lukianoff. Yes, you'd be fine without it. But now because you've gotten this thing that is supposed to help you, you're more bothered than you would have been. Yeah, race relations in the U.S. are yeah. trending downwards at a rapid rate because of this sick ideology. Or I was actually thinking, because it recently happened in one of my kids' schools where they had one of those shooter drills, you didn't just make the kids safer and happier, you made them more scared. Right, right. Anyway, um, uh, just came across a uh, state championship track and field team in, uh, I think it's Massachusetts. The girls' team won the state championship because they had a dude on their team who... Oh, I'm sorry, transgender girl, dude. Uh, I don't biological male, but uh, won the state championship. So they're having a bit, wow. of a bit of a dust up over that. Sorry, girls who've busted your asses your entire uh, childhood and high school career and everything to to get awards and scholarships and stuff like that. No, there are dudes who are going to beat you now. Just put up with it, or you're a transphobe. Ah, see this this stuff is so stupid and crazy. Nobody could possibly buy it. There are some ideas so. Crazy, only an intellectual could hold them. Armstrong and Getty. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric. 
cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I dot com. Offers are subject to change and certain restrictions may apply. Is this the stupidest political story of all time? Trump being indicted? Yes, yes, it is. Oh, that it was a question. Sorry. Yeah, we'll talk about it Monday on the Armstrong and Getty Show. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The DEA says fentanyl is killing Americans at an unprecedented rate. More than 70,000 Americans died from synthetic opioids like fentanyl in 2021. The majority of the drugs smuggled across the southern border. That's a lot. Yeah, it is. It's an astonishing death toll uh, in America. William Lodge Ness on uh, special report last night was going into a, a, a wrinkle on this. And um, we have many, many listeners in San Diego, for instance, um, Arizona, uh, where it's it's common practice, including among senior citizens, to head into Mexico to get their prescription drugs sure, uh, to save a whole bunch of money. Well, if you've ever done that or if you have loved ones I have who done do that, that. Uh, please listen to the following uh, from William Lodge and S on Fox 83, Michael. You name it, I got it, homie. 40% off on any medication. More than a million Americans each year buy prescription drugs in Mexico. This seller, typical, greeting tourists looking for the cheaper meds that often don't require a script. Cialis, Viagra, Levitra, Maxiport, Oxycodone, Morphine. But a new study calls that practice dangerous. UCLA sent in researchers to Mexican pharmacies posing as tourists to buy Xanax, Adderall, and Oxycodone. 44% of drugs were counterfeit. Oxypills contained fentanyl and heroin. 82% of Adderall pills contain methamphetamine. Now that the cartel has adopted Adderall with methamphetamine and learned to press those and learned to press those pills, our problem is going to get a lot worse before it gets a lot better. So Adderall is a helps you pay attention pill? Uh, yeah. And they're putting meth in it? Well, you'll really be paying attention. Y- yeah, To indeed. your scabs. Wow. And then uh, the the fentanyl and heroin in various painkillers? Oh, great. Yeah, I go down there to help, you know, get some pills to help with my arthritis pain. Now I'm a fentanyl junkie. Right. Just trying to get a decent erection for the weekend. Now you're hooked on fentanyl. Wow, wow. Uh, 84, Michael. The CDC is warning spring breakers about the counterfeit pills. A follow-up by the L.A. Times found 71% of the medications from three Mexican cities tested positive for fentanyl and methamphetamine. I am shocked that more Americans aren't up in arms over what's going on. At a meeting Tuesday hosted by a medical nonprofit, experts said it is difficult to tell. Cartel manufactured fake pills from the real thing. 
packaging for other drugs like blood thinners also looked real, but the pills contained zero active ingredients. The only giveaway, the barcode here. Somebody got lazy, numbering it zero to nine. They have found counterfeit arthritis medicines printed with English labels to fool Americans, cancer medications, same thing. Oh. And of course, they found plenty of fake pills and fentanyl. Zero wow. active ingredients in the pill that you bought for some specific need. To prevent stroke or help your cancer go away? Boy, and then is, the other stuff full of fentanyl. This is going to devastate that industry in Mexico, and it'll never come back. Uh, i got to believe the Mexican government, that which isn't being paid by the cartels, um, really <laughs> hates the idea of having this industry go away. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, how much revenue, tax dollars, et cetera, did they get out of that? But... Yeah, I mean, so it's either going to be dangerous or it's going to turn you into a fentanyl junkie or it's going to fool you into thinking you're preventing your stroke until the day you have your stroke. Or dealing with your cancer, yeah, something really important. Right. Speaking of stroke, back to the story that I kind of rushed through earlier about the uh, the Canadian guy with a massive stroke. The new procedure is called EVT, as in uh, the great guitarist Edward Edward Van Talen. Um miraculous treatment, incredibly successful for the most uh, common sort of serious stroke. Uh, but again, the question is, how quickly can they get it into health centers and get people to, uh, to learn how to use it and the rest of it? But this could be a huge leap forward um, that I'm pretty enthusiastic about, because honestly, with my family history and blood pressure and the rest of it, if something's going to get me, stroke is at the top of the list. Really? Just for me personally. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's not on yeah. my list. That's a scary one, stroke. Yeah, it is. It's terrible. Um, which is why I, you know, I, I go into the gym a couple times a week and do my cardio and exercise every day. I don't want to have a stroke. Most Check likely your blood thing, pressure, folks. Based on my family history, most likely thing fall into a wood chipper. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I was going to go with coworker murder, but uh, you know, <laughs> the never-ending risk of wood chippers. Speaking of health news, uh, one other thing. You know, these studies come out every third week. I know. I know. But a study of 30 million people. Oh, you did a study of 5,000. Punk! 30 million people. Published in the British Journal of Sports Medicine, Tallyo, walking for at least 11 minutes every day could lower your risk of premature death by almost 25%. Even small amounts of exercise. Once again, reinforcing other studies that have come out. It's just getting up and moving some. Yeah. That makes a huge difference. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm always saying. The difference between sedentary and a little bit of exercise seems to be really huge. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, don't know amazing. what it feels like. I've never been sedentary. Uh, I know I've known plenty of people, like going back to my 20s, that were. And I've just always said, God, that must feel awful. I could, I just, I just can't. Like if it's a nice day or something, I just can't not get outside, thank God, and do mm-hmm. something. Yeah. But I've known plenty they, of people to do. For what it's worth, they say half an hour a day, five times a week is is much better than that. But doing that bare minimum, it, it cuts your risk of premature death by a quarter. Premature Great death Scott. is like one of the top things I'm trying to avoid. It's here, right here. up there at the top of the list. Armstrong and Getty. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. 
The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.